This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let's get into a particular move that the Cowboys made. It's not only a move. It's more than anything a trend around the NFL and why I believe that a particular move that they made, which, spoiler alert, is about drafting Kamasa Smith in the first round of the NFL draft, makes them essentially look like they were geniuses for a moment. And this is more more real than what many people would assume, I think, because we're going to look at some numbers that kind of prove the theory. And we're going to talk a little bit about how Dan Quinn's defense is set up and how it is bound to change in 2023 because they kind of went down in a particular area last year. So let's stop having this further ado, right? Let's get right into it. And the point here is we're going to talk a little bit about the safety shells that the Cowboys use. As you guys know, NFL defenses can use single high coverage. We're talking about cover one, cover three. That means one safety up high while the other is near the box playing into the run and providing run support or underneath coverage. And the other possibility is the two high safety looks in which you've got uh, two safeties up high trying to put a roof on the defense and keep opposing quarterbacks from going deep uh, and force them to take what the defense gives them. If you know Dan Quinn, if you have watched his work since he was at Seattle, he's coming from that single high mentality. Uh, the Legion of Boom took over the NFL with this version of the cover three and the cover one, and they were just absolutely destroying NFL offenses. But, you know, the history of football is punch, counterpunch, chess move, counter chess move, and that's the way it goes. So over the last few years, maybe like three years or a little bit more, we have seen several NFL teams like most of the NFL teams, shift their mentality a little bit. And they have gone the big Fangio way, the Brandon Staley way, which is essentially showing that too high shell and forcing opponents to attack the underneath zones, maybe run the football a little bit more. But since they're playing those too high safety looks, like across the entire NFL each time more, more often and more often, we might be about to see the wrong game make a big comeback. And when you look at the numbers, I think that shows 
a lot. Uh, Doc Farrer tweeted this out the other day. Uh, he tweeted these numbers. He said NFL quarterbacks against single high coverage, which is cover one, cover three, uh, you know, 61% completion, 7.7 yards per attempt, which is higher when compared against two high coverages. And the percentage between touchdowns and interceptions, the radio is way high for the touchdowns. You know, 3.5% of the throws are touchdowns, while 2% of the passes are interceptions and a high passer rating. If you compare it to two high coverages, you will see a lower yard per attempt number versus two high coverages. You will see a higher percentage of interceptions than you will see percentage of touchdowns. In other words, across the entire NFL, you're seeing quarterbacks be more successful against single high coverages. No, excuse me, against, yeah, against single high coverages than you are seeing them against two high coverages. And as such, NFL teams want to run the football a little bit. And Tyron Matthew, safety, that is very well known because he's very talented. He responded this to this with this tweet. Two high looks are becoming a staple in this league. Too much speed and athleticism at the receiver position to sit in one high looks. You have to take what the defense gives you when you live in chill looks, only a few can dissect it. And this is where we're going to dive into the Cowboys defense. Right now, we're about to do it. In 2021, Dan Quinn didn't care. In 2021, the Cowboys used the sixth most one high chill coverages like using this in percentage of their the defensive snaps, they had the sixth highest percentage of one high chell looks, and they were kings in the NFL. They were the third best defense in terms of success rate. They were one of the very best in 2021 out of this look, which is Dan Quinn's world. When you see in the overlay, Quinn's world no more, I'm talking about single high coverages here. Because if you fast forward to 2022, even though it was a very good defense, they were not nearly as good out of one high shell coverages. So that was in 2021. In 2022, they still used a lot of one high shells, fourth most in the NFL. But success rate went from being the number one in the league, the number three in the league, excuse me, to being 22nd in the NFL. Why is this? As Tyron Matthews says, simply put, offenses are getting too good and you need those two high chills. You need to take away the deep passing threat of offenses. That is a smart way to go about things. But the Cowboys need to be able to defend the run with a light box. Because if you're going to use two safeties up high to keep this from happening, to keep yourself from bringing the 22nd in the NFL, you got to be able to defend the run with two safeties up high. And how do you go about doing that? Adding a 320-pound nose tackle definitely helps somebody that can be a run stuffer. And that was where the conversation ended in that Doc Farrer tweet. Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus said the wins above replacement for run stuffing defensive tackles are is a pretty high number. 
So if you look at win, wins above replacement for run-stuffing defensive tackles, they are going up year over year because each time it is more important for you to be able to defend the run with fewer than eight guys inside the box so you can play with those safeties up high and take away the threat of the running game, of the passing game with the two high safeties, excuse me. And you take away the threat of the running game with a nose tackle. Now, it's always about Jimmy's and Joe's. We can talk all that we want about scheme, and we will a little bit more, too, on the show tonight. But it is important for us to understand that adding Masses mid is not only something that will help you versus the run. It's something that will also help you live in a different world. And I do think that we're going to see the Cowboys mix it up a little bit more on defense. I think that in 2022, they already took that step, you know, I'm going to say this. They did technically use more uh, one high shells in 2022, according to the numbers, but they mixed up the coverages a little bit better. It was not only cover one and cover three as it was in 2021. The Cowboys used uh, quarters, defensive looks. They used cover two a lot as well. So you saw a more versatile defensive backfield for Dallas last year than you did two years ago. That is good. That is a sense that we are moving in the right direction. But adding bosses mid will help you with the numbers. And I think that we're going to see Malik Hooker joined by Donovan Wilson in these two high looks, which makes Wilson's deal even more important after it was reached this offseason. Because here's the thing. If you're going to play with light boxes, if you're going to keep things light, then you're going to have to, and we're going to get into that number as well shortly, you're going to have to be in a position in which you can actually tackle with the safety coming from depth. If you're going to use light boxes, that safety that ends up inserting himself into the run might be ready to, uh, should be ready to get physical, better be able to make some tackles and keep you from bleeding throughout the entirety of a football game. A little bit more numbers here that I wanted to share with you is that Last year, the Cowboys were, as we already said, the fourth team in the NFL in terms of usage when it comes to one high shell looks. And yes, they ended up being 22nd in the NFL. Ironically, if you look at what they did when they were in two high shell looks, they were the 30th team in frequency there. So they were one of the teams that used the least two high looks. And yet they were better. They were second, the second best defense in success rate when they had two safeties up high. In other words, the Cowboys want more two high looks than they had last year. And they want more light boxes as well. But we're going to wait on that a little bit because that will be the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. So having said all of that, I'm sorry. I got to say hi in the chat. Welcome, everyone. Let me know really quickly in the chat, do you agree or disagree that we're going to see a very different Dan Queen defense in 2023? Let me know in the chat. Let me say hi too. And by the way, do me a favor. Hit the like button. If you enjoy what you're watching, if you enjoy the show so far, do me a favor and hit the thumbs up because it helps me put the show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. So after that long, long rant, uh, with some numbers, with some uh, stats that I found. By the way, 
courtesy of Sports Info Solutions. I got to give them credit. Uh, let me know. Do you agree or disagree? And let me say hi. Uh, Toxic Tom says, it still feels like we are an incredibly antiquated team. That we are going to line up and beat gym mentality has hurt us, especially with in-game adjustments. And while I uh, agree in certain ways, I will say that with the defense, I kind of don't agree there. Because... The Cowboys, I think, are ahead of the curve with the, the theme of the hybrid players, first and foremost. Like, I think that Dan Quinn is one of the leaders of this trend around the league of using players whose roles are a little bit blurry, kind of like with Jaron Kears, Micah Parsons, and even smaller examples. And when I say smaller, I mean players that maybe we don't talk about as much, like Durant's Armstrong is a defensive end, but also can drop back into coverage, and he will do that as well. Uh, that kind of stuff, I think, shows you how modern Dan Quinn's defense is. But I will say that the fact that you are not in the too high shell world yet does not necessarily mean that you're antiquated as well. I think that it's more about your personnel, and in this case, the Cowboys. Uh, we're probably better suited to to use one high chill looks, right? That being said, I do feel the same way when it comes to offense most of the time. And I think that most of the time it's based on the lack of innovation in season. So let's see what you guys have to say, though. Uh, nickel defense is Lance Bell. And just to be clear, nickel defense or not, uh, and I think pretty much everyone plays nickel now because every offense plays with three wide receivers on the field, nickel defense or not, one high shells or two high shells are a whole different topic. That you, you can run both, whether you're on base, whether you're on nickel, doesn't matter. I still need to make that decision, right? And I do think we're going to see much more two high looks for the Cowboys next year, thanks to the Masses Myth pick. Uh, Katharina says that she agrees. Double R says definitely going to be different. Uh, Jeremy says, agree. Lance Bell says, very different. Defense is stronger. Hollis says, I'm not saying they aren't. I just, I'm just saying it's hard to jam wideouts when your defensive backs aren't physical. They will just get pushed around and burned. Gregory says, yes, it's going to be different. Uh, Gilbert Rodriguez also agrees. Holly, I think, is discussing the the size of the of the defensive backs because Gregory says they need to jam the wide receiver and tight end at the snap. That gives you time to get to the quarterback, kind of like bump and run coverage that we've seen around the league. And I do believe that, uh, you know, doing this from two high chill looks helps with that because if you're going to, if you're going to do that, if you're going to step up to the line of scrimmage and you're going to want to play bump and run coverage, if you're going against, the top dogs of the NFL, you, you don't want to lose that battle and then be burnt deep, right? Like you want that sort of bracket on top of him. And that's where the two high chill looks also come into place. Because if you're playing too high chill, you're not playing vanilla cover two. Like it's not just two deep safeties out there. It's match rules in which defenders are making decisions in the fly and bracketing players and bracketing the top dogs of the opponent. So... Yeah, I think you could see more of that too with these sort of looks. Otherwise, if I'm bumping and running the uh, with the wide receiver with no safety help, 
and I lose, then I'm in trouble. I'm in big, big trouble. It all goes back to just making it harder on offenses to find those explosive plays, which is maybe one of the few problems that we have found with the Cowboys defense over the last couple of years. And you remember the Trevon Diggs conversation, you know, especially in 2021, when it was either a pick for him or it was a big play allowed from him. And it was like no in between, right? Uh, Obviously, got significantly better in 2022. I also think that has to do with how the Cowboys mixed up their coverages. Like Trevon Diggs had a little bit more help. And that's also the reason why I believe his numbers improved and he improved himself as a cornerback. Toxic says, Mo, I think it's the Massey Smith, Jonathan Hankins combo, not just Massey. And I agree. I don't want to sound like I'm just giving credit to Massey Smith. Toxic Tom is right here. It's going to be a healthy rotation. And you're always going to have a no stackle slash one technique that you trust on the defensive line. You're not going to have to, you can, and they will, but you're not going to have to live in this world in which you don't have a true nose tackle on the field. You don't have a Neville Gallimore lined up at a one technique. Quinton Bohana maybe was a real nose tackle type, but he didn't pan out like the Cowboys wanted to. I think that he's one of the players that's going to be fighting for a spot on the 53-man roster just based on the role that he plays and the fact that Hankins and Massey are, are locks. But you're going to have a rotation. You're going to have depth. Because Lance is right. Hankins is not always healthy. And hey, knock on wood, but Masi could get hurt too. So having two nose tackles like that uh, will go a long way. Plus, we have already gone over this in other shows. And we have, for those of you who maybe didn't catch it, I do recommend watching it. Uh, we had a show about the two major ways that Masi's made impacts the defense. And we talked about how the Cowboys can design some pressures around him and how he can change the math to versus the running game. In case you want to check that out, make sure you do that. Uh, so it's not our first Massey Smith X's and O's type of show. I just thought it was a very good opportunity to talk about it uh, because of the conversation that was already going on on Twitter. I love Overshone's potential, says Lauren Michael. One of those dual players that we were... Uh, talking about earlier with Dan Quinn having these hybrid players. I think that Overshone has that potential too. Hankins, I, I had already read that one, excuse me. Lauren Michael says, how do you feel about Eric Scott Jr.? Uh, I have not watched him closely, so I don't really have like notes on him to offer you. But after hearing about Kelvin Joseph trying out at nickel, I do believe... Eric Scott Jr.'s chances are are likely to, to are, are likelier compared to what I thought they would be when I put together my initial way too early roster projection, in which I didn't include Scott Jr. I probably would include him today. <laughs> Flashcard time again. Chat says double R. Toxic Tom says. Remember when Mo could withdraw during the show? <laughs> do you remember that show? That was fun. We should probably do that again sometimes. Uh, I still use my notebooks. Hey, you want to look at this? I still use my notebooks. <laughs> this is the notes for this show. 
because you want to screenshot, zoom it in. <laughs> There's no bad words or anything like that in it. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Lance says, what about Alarcon chances on the defensive line? I don't like them. Not for the 53-man roster, at least. I think he's a long shot. We know that. But I will say that uh, we had something wrong about him. I think many of us, and we talked about it here on the show too, thought that he was going to be a no-stackle. Turns out that he's not going to be a no-stackle. He said during a media availability session that he's essentially playing the three-technique spot because he said, because he said uh, Neville Gallimore and Oza are teaching him a lot of stuff because that's the position I'm going to play. So that tells you everything about Isaac right there. He's competing against the three techniques. I think it's a loaded group. I think 53-man roster is not happening. And I think that uh, practice squad could be. Like, I, I cannot rule out the practice squad for him just based on the fact that apparently Dan Quinn is the guy that asked for the change. So the way that Isaac explained it, and he did clarify, uh, I didn't hear this myself, but somebody told me that the way things went was since they were not playing me at offensive line anymore. So that was pretty much obvious when they made the switch. He was not getting that shot at offensive line anymore. Uh, Dan Queen said to Joe Philbin, who was then the offensive line coach, hey, if you're not going to use him, give him to me. And that's how the change happened, according to... Uh, Isaac on the interview with the Cowboys media. I think that's the main problem there. I think that's the main problem there. Bruce says that I heard that Alarcon switched because of a language barrier with constant communication. I will not lie. I, I don't know. I mean, I would have to know what the source is on that to know if, if there is some truth to that or not. But I would be surprised if that is the case because I think that Isaac's language is pretty good. And I think that, you know, NFL, football here in Mexico is communicated in English too. And obviously you're not going through as many details as they are in the NFL. Uh, here in Mexico, you basically get big on big or pass pro instead of half slides and full slides, etc. cetera. Uh, basically you get a bit of big on big. So all of the time. So there might be some truth to that, but I would be surprised though. I'm kind of guessing it's more about just the speed and the level of play, etc. He's a long shot though. He's a long shot. Let's leave it at that. I I'm rooting for him like Lance. I'm rooting for him to be on the practice squad because this year it would be different too. It wouldn't be the international player who cannot get activated. He could be activated if he does become one of the 16 guys. Uh, that being said, the Cowboys did pay a lot of money to their undrafted free agent class. So it will be tough to find that, that spot on the practice squad. Anyways, let's move on a little bit here before we get out of here and let's get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. Let's get right into it. We're talking about the Cowboys using one high looks, two high looks, how the masses mid pick is going to help them transition a little bit more to a too high defense. But if we look at the Freeman Mazda stat of the week, you're going to see another reason why it matters. If you look at the amount of times that they used a light box last season, they were the 26th team in the NFL in terms of how often they did that. However, 
in those limited snaps that they did, which was 43%, by the way, they were the best. No one was as good as the Cowboys in terms of success rate when they had a light box. That number was surprising to me. I didn't expect it, courtesy, by the way, of Sports Info Solutions. Now, the opposite more or less happened when they stacked the box. When they had multiple players in the box, which was as often as every other NFL team at 31%, by the way, that was the highest rate in the league. They were 17th only in terms of success rate. Now, what is behind this number? It can be a lot of things. It can be that when the Cowboys stacked the box, they were not nearly as healthy in coverage versus the pass. And the same for the light box. It might mean that uh, they were very good when they had those two high safeties to take away the top of, of the offense, right? Uh, to put a top, excuse me, a cap on the offense. So the Cowboys, what they're looking for essentially in transitioning to more of a too high defense is for them to be able to bring up that number that you see in the usage line for light boxes. They want to use more light boxes throughout the season because that will allow them to be a more successful defense across the board. Now, yes, there are a lot of variables to it, but in short, this is why the entire NFL is transitioning to two high shell type defenses. And they can rotate the safeties. It doesn't even mean that they have to be up there all the time. They can rotate them aggressively post-snap. And you can have a cover one or cover three type defense, even if you start off with those two high safeties. But it becomes way, way easier for you to keep offenses from taking those deep shots to gain explosive plays. This is what the Cowboys want to do, I think. I think that's what getting Master Smith means. You get a run-stuffing defensive tackle that will allow you to survive even with a light box, and you're going to be more willing to run those groupings more often or those formations more often because you trust that, that, that you have a guy that can eliminate two gaps consistently just by occupying space and freeing up the linebackers. And that's what the Cowboys have in Master Smith. So, ladies and gentlemen, do you think, and this is my question from me to you, the Cowboys' run defense is getting slightly better, significantly better, or worse? Let me know in the chat. And while you do that, and before I give you my final answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMaz.net because they're bringing you the stat of the week as they do every Wednesday night. Family-owned business has been so for over 65 years and you can check out their car dealership at Irving, Texas or you can browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles over at FreemanMazda.net. In there, you can check out pictures of every car. You can go through the features of every car as well. And as we do around this time here on Prime Time, it is time for us to dive into the ride of the week. So 2023 Mazda MX-5 Miata Grand Touring. This one starts at 34 grand, $385. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. It's got a manual transmission, 
Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, premium audio, convertible roof, blind spot monitor, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 34 when you are on the highway. So make sure you check out the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week. What do you guys have to say about uh, the Cowboys' run defense? Let's see. Let's see here really quickly. Uh, slightly better since Modelo time. Lance says, they say Masi is a freak. Just be that. Toxic Tom says, significantly better. Holly says, slightly better. Uh, but that's all you can ask for as a fan. Let's see here. Getting better, says Gilbert. Jeremy says, it will be significantly a lot better against the run. Katharina says, slightly better. We'll have to see if it's significantly better. Inez goes with better. Eltino says, significantly better. I think it should be much better, says Cameron. Gregory says, Mo, I'm starting to like Mazdas. Hey, hey. You can call up my guys over at Freeman Mazda. You can check out their website. You don't even have to call them if you don't want to. That's all you can do, man. That's all you that's all you gotta do. Just go into FreemanMazda.net. <laughs> uh <laughs> come on, double R. Yeah, they're my guys. They're my guys. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. I do think it's going to get significantly better. I think that that's what Master Smith brings to the table. I think that the Cowboys being able to play with light boxes and from two high shells is going to show us a whole new face for them. And yeah, that will be it for me tonight on tonight's show. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. We went a little bit deeper into the weeds and that's the kind of show that I like the most. Let me know what you think about this idea that I'm exploring. Might happen tomorrow night. Might happen until next week. But would you like to go through an install of a Mike McCarthy offense? Just a few plays. Just have some fun and see what the X's and O's are all about. Just maybe to feed our curiosity about what an install is in the first place. I'm thinking about it. I'm workshopping it. I would have to take some notes, though. <laughs> because I like X's and O's, but I don't know if I can go through a Mike McCarthy slide just because. Uh, but I think I think it would be fun. I, I think it would be fun. With index cards as Toxic Tom, we, we could implement index cards. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for uh, giving me a little bit of your time on this Wednesday night. Uh, that will be it for me. Remember that the show is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. And I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. Nos vemos. Muchísimas gracias. Bye-bye.